Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a couple of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like bacon, steaks, and cheese. It's Philadelphia, Boeing shielding the cut, kicking it cooler than two penguins. Still Bo's old arch nemesis, Greg Cosell shows up and it gets real. Pull up a branch and chill, it's time to get ill with some Birds with Friends. The early bird skips the worm and prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo will for you come Coming at you with stats and things, flapping their wings. You can't live up to expectations, so just do your best. (laughs) That's what I tell myself in most life endeavors. (laughs) Just go with what you saw today. Change your opinion daily. Yeah, I'm all about that. You'll be wrong often, but then you can just point back to when you were right. No one will remember. No one's listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Birds with Friends. Bo Wolf, Zach Berman here. At the Novacare Complex after the Eagles Tuesday practice ahead of Thursday night's preseason opener against the Tennessee Titans. Zach, I know you're uh, I know you're a bit of a sick man when it comes to your knowledge of uh, recent Eagles history. Are you so sick that you remember like scores of preseason games? More events than scores. Okay. Like I can go if if you asked me If you ask me on Friday what the score of the game was Thursday night, I will probably not know what it was. Well, not necessarily scores, but games. I'm sure if I brought, like, sure. I, if, 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 if you mentioned to me any game I've covered, I could tell you something that happened. Okay. Yeah, so. All right. What about, So let me think of the preseason games. I, I was games there. I was here. watching. I All the preseason games, you know, I, I go back and I have to watch the, the, I say film, but it's really just on my laptop. Sure. Uh of what happened the night before. So, yeah, so I, I can't say Last I know year's the score. Patriots preseason game, what stands out? Nick Foles got hurt. That's right. Yes, yeah, that's, that's that what stood right. out. Yeah. He, he so got, there, there was that a one hit. nice touchdown pass where he threw the ball very early, very high up in the air, and it just landed. It happened to land in the right spot. I remember that. That's, what I, that's the one play I remember. I believe it was Richard Rodgers, and I he think, got hurt on the play. I think that might be yes, right. And that, you really are sick. That was right in front of me. Uh, that corner of the end zone, and then the Sudf or you are deranged. Tom Brady. Got, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, Nick Foles got Shelton hurt. Gibson scored a touchdown, didn't he? He had a good preseason on that bench route that he had been killing people yeah. with uh, all all preseason. But the Shelton Gibson game was the first that was, game. That's right. That's the. I, it was the Steelers. That's right. I believe it was the first game Ned Sudfeld started. I wrote about Shelton Gibson after that game, and uh, you know it was like. He had this great game. He was this interesting guy. It was, it was, I believe, my worst performing story of the year. Is that right? So that's what I remember. Yeah. So don't write about Shelton. Gibson don't write about Shelton well, because that, exactly I think that, I think Shelton Gibson's preseason last year was as good a reminder as you ever need to know that the preseason doesn't matter at all. I would agree with that for the most part. Um, now, something that is interesting to me is is like Carson Wentz has only played really one preseason. It was 2017, okay. and he had his best season uh, of his of his you career. You think there, you can connect those dots? I don't connect those dots. Um, I did ask him about that today, and there's a lot. You know, that's that's correlation, causation. It doesn't imply it, but certainly, I, I think if you if you go into the pre if you go into the regular season healthy, and at least having played some football, I imagine. It could help you. It doesn't need bit, to come. Yeah. It doesn't need to come in preseason games. It could come in practice. Carson Wentz didn't uh, didn't practice last year. Well, that's really. true. Yeah, so right, I think that right. was more a factor than anything else. And it's something I'm exploring 
in a story is whether preseason matters for these guys. Yes, so that will that will drop on Thursday. That will appear in the athletic. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Just, just for all my written now. content. All my all my, uh, <laughs> all my content appears on the athletic. Uh, my tweets. How about are, the Browns game from last year? The Browns game from last year. So I do remember that one. That was the third preseason game. Wasn't it like three nothing. It or was up like there. That? Uh, Tyrod Taylor got hurt in that game. Oh yes, it was on Hard Knocks. Yes, that um, was um, Baker uh, Winston Craig talking smack to Baker Mayfield. I believe, right? Okay, yeah. Caught on camera on Hard Knocks. Or that on was audio. a national game, so it was a later game. Uh, and is my, that when Joe Buck gave you a shout out? Joe Buck did mention a John Dornbaugh story I had. And I think that he mentioned a Shield that was the one, that was the one where he mentioned a Shield story but did not mention <laughs> Sheeler where he read it. I'm, he should have. I'm sorry to hear that. Oh well, yeah. But so uh that Joe Buck yourself. That was a late game and I only point that out because I am so thrilled to be at the Athletic for many reasons. One of them mm-hmm. is I don't need to be doing that running game story right. uh which is brutal. To do because you don't get to watch game, right. but just in general you don't get to watch the game you're you're writing your story and so i am so excited to be at a place where i can watch the games that's that's more of a thing in with the, with the baseball writers the why i have joined the athletic right. i always mentioned like you can watch the game right in football you really don't have that many night games that you have to worry about that but all the preseason games are so i will be watching the fourth quarter of the preseason game for once 2017 the eagles played in indianapolis what do you remember about that so I, I remember quite a bit. Of, wait, no, that was 2016. They played in in, in I thought 17, no? In Indianapolis, no, because Carson Wentz had a warm-up thing with uh, – okay. that was the third preseason game. He was throwing the Jordan Matthews before, a pract- uh, uh, before the game, Howie and Frank Reich and – Cars and um, you I'm sorry, deranged. and Doug were always were watching that. <laughs> that was their third game. Their third game in 2017 was Miami, and they had the open practice with the Dolphins leading up to the game. So they only played their starters. Ronald for Darby two had an interception or something like that. That was against the Bills, the second game. Okay. They, <laughs> you are sick. Yes. You are you are deranged. Yes. I I would love if we had Doug Peterson sitting here and if he could remember those games. If I went through every because yeah. if, it is true. I mean, well, I'm, where I'm not the, saying this. Where like, was the other road preseason game in two twenty in twenty seventeen? Because there was the Jets, and then what was the other one in two thousand seventeen? Yeah, that's why I thought it was the Colts. No, so that one was. Let me hear. So here I'm Bills going back. And Dolphins at home. So what was week one? Yeah, Bills Dolphins at home week preseason one. Week one. Uh, Let's see. I know this here. Um, uh, really testing you. No, 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 here no. Here we go. Uh, here we go. Wasn't was that Pittsburgh? Yeah. Uh, no, Pittsburgh was two thousand and. Well, yeah. Last year. They no, it was it was it was Pittsburgh. It, it was it was Pittsburgh. It was at Pittsburgh. Yeah, it drove out to Pittsburgh okay. uh, because I remember pulling over on the ride back to talk to Joe Douglas's dad. Okay. <laughs> Joe Douglas's dad had called me up, uh, and I was speaking. Yeah, I was speaking to Joel Douglas. That was Kirk Douglas. No, Wait, Joel. his name is Joel. Yeah, well, it's Joel and Joe. Well, Joe Douglas is Joel oh, as well, okay. I believe. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, that was that was Pittsburgh that first preseason game because that was Joe's first year. They had hired him. Okay. Yeah. Wow, yeah, was, I don't remember. I, maybe that was right after I came on board. I think Unless, that's possible. I think I may have joined after the first preseason game because I joined. I joined like right okay. when the uh, 
Jordan Matthews. Yeah, because I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about it. The the first preseason game in uh, 2016 was Tampa Bay because Carson got hurt in that game. Okay. So well, I hope I'm I hope stuff. I'm right here, but um, it's a little trip down memory lane. Okay. Wow. Good but yes, stuff. they definitely had a road preseason game against Pittsburgh. That was the first one. And that was 2017. Okay. Well, there you go. Well, coming up on the show today, we will do a little Quactus report. Uh, not much from today's practice. And then uh, we are going to do a the preen season draft. You and I are going to go back and forth drafting the players we think are the most interesting to watch on Thursday night. And then we'll close with a little bird lines for you. Your puns are terrific. Lines. Thank you. Uh, okay. Anything from practice that you thought was interesting? It was uh, They were in shorts today. Not much uh, interesting stuff, but they did have some seven-on-sevens. They were doing some... Uh, situational stuff, both backed up on the one and then like end of half from about the 35 to 40 yard line on the, on your own side. But I mean, Wisniewski had another bad snap today. Yeah. Wisniewski had, had a, another bad snap to Sudfeld. You're getting under his skin. I think he heard, he heard you think he's the stock down and he's a listener confidence. Yeah, I think so. I think everybody's a listener. Okay. I think when we leave the locker room, Jason Peters puts on the podcast over the speakers. (laughs) Perhaps, perhaps they they must love your puns too. I'm sure. Uh, yeah, I did not think that there was much uh, notable from practice today. Joe Osman officially placed on injured reserve, and the Eagles signed Kasim Edabali. Mm-hmm. And then, good job pronouncing it. I thank you. I've been working on it all day. And then during practice, they announced the wave injury of Casey Tucker, who had a concussion, and then was in the locker room. Like very sadly cleaning out his locker oh, after that, practice. That's a tough one. Which there. was too too bad. And they signed cornerback R. Gene Harris, who ran onto the field right yeah, after. Yeah, it's it funny because I saw thirty three out there, and I'm like, who is this? And he ran onto the field, and I was as trying to figure the it out. Text message came through, and I I I got kind of worried because you know, like I I, I like to know the team, right? And I'm like, wait. They cut Brown the other day. Did they give someone else 33? Right. I was trying to figure that out, and then the text message came. And there was a funny scene in the locker room, another funny scene in the locker room, as R.G. Harris was there. Well, so R.G. Harris comes on, and this will be in the observations. He comes on in, like, his first rep in 7-on-7. They throw, like, a double move at him. and It's like a game. And Greg Ward catches a touchdown uh, from Clayton Thorson. And so they were they were giving him, uh, you know, smack about that in the locker room. And Avante Max like, where are you from? Like, they, they did, like they, these guys don't even know each other. Mm. And Ronald Dyer was like, oh, you can tell he's from Cali. They all sound the same. <laughs> yeah, he's right. That's yeah. that's that's great stuff. I wish I observed that. Uh, yeah, he's an SC guy. He is. Uh, but uh, you mentioned Joe Osman. I, I should say, is it is it Osman or Osman? I do not know the answer. I think I've said it both ways. Yes. So because you called him Osman the Postman before. Yes. So. Uh, well, I had a chance to talk to Joe uh, in in the locker room when you were getting that rich exchange with, <laughs> with Ronald Darby. That was that's a good one. Uh, Joe said he he knew right away that it was a serious injury. He said that the coaching staff had indicated he was in line for the fifty three and have a role this year. Uh, thought Maybe. he he thought he was playing well, so that was a tough. That was a tough blow for him, and he expects uh, this might come as a surprise to you. Expects to be back stronger than ever. Mm. So that he's on the, he's on the Travis Long plan. <laughs> well, Travis, yeah, Travis, his hype kept building with with more time he missed. Yeah, I think that's what the place we're going to be at. With oh, the legitimately true story about Travis Long. Legitimately okay. true story about Travis Long. Uh, Brandon Graham 
believes, and I'm not speaking out of turn. Graham has said this on the record. Brandon Graham believes that he would not be on the Eagles right now. Really? If Travis Long did not get hurt in a fourth preseason game. Really? Travis Long got hurt in the fourth preseason game against the Jets one year. Had a really good camp. They were talking him up. And... This was a chip year. This was a chip, yes. Right. This was a chip year. And then it, it came out. I, I remember specifically where Do you think the reason that, like, that Brandon Graham thinks that push come to shove, they would have chosen Long over him is the color of their skin? I'm not going there. <laughs> I'm not going there. I'm, you don't think that... I don't know. I mean... I mean, Graham, at that time, Graham wasn't the Brandon Graham who... Right. Who, well, that speaks to Chip's uh, talent evaluation skills. <laughs> but, no, it is... I, I, I remember being... He thinks was, they would have cut him or trade him, traded him? That I, I don't know. Okay. It's, a, it's a good follow-up, something we sh- that we could do a story on. That's interesting. Uh, but I, uh, I, I was at a... It was a Friday night before cut-down day. I had just finished my work. It was like a late Friday night. And I was uh, grabbing a, a, I was grabbing a drink at a place on South Street. Good for you, um, man about town. No, it's not that. I was I was meeting a I was meeting a friend, and still good for um, you. I remember yeah, getting friends. a text from someone about the Travis Long injury, and all of a sudden, like I, I get into a certain mode when like work happens. No surprise. And just like shut down. <laughs> I could have been sitting in this podcast studio. It didn't matter. Like, all of a sudden, I'm thinking about Travis Long, thinking about the summer he's been having, thinking about the roster permutations, what this means. And anyway, so uh, later that season, or maybe it was the next season, Brandon Graham was saying, you know, when he was talking about his time in Philly, he said, if not for Travis Long getting hurt, I don't think I... I would have been on the team. And I don't even know if he mentioned Travis Long by name. I just think besides that, that the guy, guy with the curly hair, he didn't say it that, that way. But uh, when we finish this podcast or even as, as you talk, I, I might Google Brandon Graham, Travis Long okay. just to remind myself. I like that. Uh, well, what do you think? We, you know, we talked about Osman uh, yesterday, but I, I think I feel like people are making a little bit too much of this. I, I don't really think that this is uh, something that's going to affect the course of the Eagles season. I mean, I feel bad for Joe Osman. He's a seems like a nice guy. He was obviously working yeah. very hard. He's he's making the most of his talent. Um, but you know, the uh the cold hard facts are that like every team is going to be dealt x amount of season-ending injuries and if one of the Eagles is to their fifth or sixth defensive end, you probably you probably take that. Agree wholeheartedly. And I, and I'm not like totally sold that just because you play well the first two weeks of the summer that you're on the team. Yeah, there's, like there's a I'm lot of still time. not convinced that sure. he's going to make the team. Uh, real quick, by the way, because okay. uh, it came up in the, in the Google search, Brandon Graham's quote was, quote, Chip was going to let me go at one point because he liked another guy, Travis Long, over me. <laughs> and Travis got hurt last preseason game, and I stayed and balled out, and I became the starter, and the rest is history. Does that quote make you change your mind about Chip Kelly? Well, I've never defended Chip Kelly, the personnel guy. Okay, <laughs> well, that's, so, but you can't have it. No, Chip Kelly, the coach. I've yeah, defended. but Chip Kelly, the coach, Chip wanted, Kelly, the play caller, wanted defended. Chip Kelly to be in charge of personnel. Well, that was a problem. Well, that's that doesn't. But speak that well goes to his from coaching ability. That that goes from the top. No, because they're two fundamentally different jobs. No, because like, if like you if, can be a good writer and a bad podcaster, and it's it's. It's not like you're just off what your job is. Yeah, but if you are a good writer and a bad podcaster and you decide that as a good writer you think you should also be doing podcasts, that's bad. Well, no, I agree there. Or it's it's like if 
if you write really well, but you're like, I need to be on TV too. Right. And, and, yeah. So no, that's a good point. That's a good point. But that that's that's also where your boss steps in and, and be like, let's not do this or let's make this work. Or so they fired him. Or well, they gave him one shot. Let's go and then they fired that. him. So I mean, I mean, they did do that. And not to go down this this rabbit hole here. Okay, but <laughs> seems like you. I got a problem. You, I, I, I you think that it we may be going down this rabbit hole a little but, bit too much. And I I've said this before, and I feel very strongly about this. Chip Kelly and Howie Roseman's skill sets complemented each other very well. If they could have worked it out, like interpersonally, then I think they they could have had a very good partnership. Because I think of what a, a lot of what Howie did well, well, well does well, but at, at the time did well in terms of valuation, as opposed to evaluation. He, he uh, in in terms of roster building, yeah. In terms, he he was he was and is really good at that, and Chip was awful at that. Well, Chip was also bad at evaluation. Very bad at it. You know what my yeah. favorite... This is... I've said okay. this before, but one of my favorite uh, indictments of Chip Kelly is that, you know, he... Whether he truly... I mean, I, I think that he has a real uh, reverence. I believe that he is sincere about this for uh, for the armed forces. Yes. Right? Um, he brings in Alejandro Villanueva. <laughs> yes. And he lets him go. Well, 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 you know the story about how Villanueva became an offensive tackle? Uh, maybe. I don't know. You, I'm sure you can tell it better if I do. Eagles were playing the Steelers in a preseason game. Oh, so it's actually wow. this. Here we this, go. Full Eagles circle. were playing a, uh, the Steelers in a preseason game in Philly. And they're singing the national anthem. Okay, so this, this works. And Mike Tomlin's on the other sideline. And sees Villanueva standing across from him. You know, because the two right, teams. Right. And is thinking... Wow, that guy is that guy an offensive tackle? That right. guy should be an offensive tackle. Yeah, he, looked, he does look like. And then they realize that no, that this guy's a defensive tackle. Right. Uh, long levers make strong levers, as Chip would say. And he had Brian Mahalik, another future <laughs> yes. offensive tackle. And so when the Eagles cut him, the Steelers scooped him up and made him an offensive tackle. And the rest is history, yes. as Brandon Graham says. The rest is history. There so I'm actually glad we told that story because it involves the preseason, which is the topic we are talking about today. <laughs> All right. There you go. <laughs> uh, I don't have anything else from practice today. No, it, was, it wasn't a really great practice. Uh, I should say uh, Doug Peterson spoke after practice. Oh, yeah. I didn't get a chance to hear most of Doug or Carson, so tell me and what you said. I was asking Doug and others were asking Doug about the playing time rotation for Thursday night, a question that I imagine is pertinent for fans who want to see the Eagles for the first time if they did not come to the public practice. And Doug Peterson said he has not made that decision yet, has not decided if Carson Wentz is going to play, has not decided if or how long the starters are going to play. Now, my guess is Doug Peterson has an idea of this. And I, it's, I would imagine that. That, this is not the first time. Yeah, this is, uh, that they're not going to this this meeting. But just uh, for context purposes, last two years they played between 13 and 15 um, snaps. And the starters between 13 and 15 snaps in the first game. Uh, Nick Foles did not play that first preseason game last year. Sudfeld started that one. Doug Peterson's first year, the first team, the first teamers only played three s- snaps, and that was because they scored on the first drive with Sam Bradford at quarterback. They forced a the turnover and then scored, and that was it. 
Um, but that's kind of Doug's history, and I brought these numbers up to Doug to try to kind of prod him to see if anything's different. Uh, and Doug said that he's, he's been looking quite a bit at preseason, how to handle the preseason. It's something he, he's, he's been thinking about. Uh, so all those details will be in the story that appears Thursday. But my point is uh, Doug has not decided or formally decided what the rotation is going to be. All right. Well, good stuff. Uh, and how about Carson? Anything from him? Not in particular. Uh, like I said, I, I brought up the different preseasons to him, and he mentioned that's that's not uh, necessarily related. There's a lot of different ways to get ready for the season. So nothing nothing earth, earth-shattering from Carson Wentz. All right, let's get ready for the preen season draft. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited for Thursday night. Excited for this draft. Too. Well, you are the new guy, so I'll give you the first pick. Who is I appreciate the, that. Who, which player are you most interested to see on Thursday night? Uh, Miles Sanders. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying Miles Sanders because he's had a good camp, but I'm I'm now I'm not hating on Miles Sanders here. Okay, I mean I I agree he's had a good camp. I think some of the hype is a little overboard with him, but. I I also think at that position, there's only so much you can see in practice. I agree with that. You need to get hit. Uh, ball security is a question. You want to see that, and and I I think they're going to play him in this in this preseason. So I'm really well, eager that's to why see. I, that's why I would not take him first. Is that I'm not so sure I agree. What, what, you think they're going to hide him? I don't see why they need to give him that many reps. I mean, like I, why, I don't think he should have. Well, I don't more think than, he's going to have like Henry Josie's work. I here. don't think he should have more than. Five touches tomorrow night or Thursday night. I, I don't think like you're hiding your second round pick. I'm not featuring. He's him. also he's also still he's coming off a bit of a minor injury a couple sure. of days ago. Okay, so if if he can't play, then I get that. Or if you want to withhold him because of that, you can't. I just don't think like you put bubble wrap on Miles Sanders. I mean, this is not Barry Sanders. This is no, but. Uh, it's a running back. Okay, you don't, you don't need, like he's there's going, only a certain amount of hits. Yeah. Hits, you, hits you're going to take. I don't. I don't need okay. to see. Meanwhile, you would probably put Jordan Howard out there for like 30 carries. <laughs> just, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't play Jordan Howard very much either. I All know right, what Jordan enough, Howard can do. When this is a Wendell Small. Yeah, day. I think. I think. I think this is uh, Josh, Josh Adams, Adams and, and Donald Pumphrey's big chance. A lot of Pumphrey this game, huh? I think there will yeah. be a lot of Pumphrey in this game. I will take with my first pick uh, someone who I do think will play and probably will, will play a good amount, and that is Andre Dillard. There you go. The uh, first pick. Like, Tell me more why you want to see Like him. running backs, you know, it's hard to judge mm-hmm. offensive linemen when the bullets are not live. I think that Andre Dillard has had a, a pretty good camp, not a great camp. I think he surrendered a, a you know would-be sack today to Josh Sweat. Um, and... You know, let's see. Let's see. One is he like a really polished pass protector uh, when the bullets are live, and two, does he can he can he get a little bit of that mean streak? All 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 good points, and I agree with you there. Halapula Vativaitai is going to play exclusively right guard uh, on Thursday, and no decision's been made on Jason Peters. What they're going to do with Peters? But why would Jason Peters play on Thursday night? Yeah, so he played. Uh, in 2017, in that first game, did not play last year. Well, I'll tell you why he would play, because you're, if Carson Wentz is going to play, Jason Peters should play. That's a good point, too. 
Uh, but Dillard's going to get a lot of work at left tackle. I mean, because right. Jordan Maialata, he's been getting his work at right tackle. Um, yeah, Dillard should play. I can at see least Dillard half, being right. your first team and your second team left tackle, like right. like really getting him extensive work. So I think I think so. So that's a good one. Yeah. Okay. Are we, are, are, are we doing a snake? No, draft? No, snake. no can, let's yeah. let's go snake let's here. Let's go snake. Let's go snake. Yeah. All right. Well, then, with my second pick in the 2019 preen season draft, I will take. I'm going to take your boy, Josh Sweat. There you go. I like that. Let's see if he. And let's see. I don't if know if he's at my like boy status. Maybe but belongs. You called him. You called him basically Daniel Hunt, Daniel Hunter. <laughs> I didn't say that. I said best case scenario for him. I think you said he's Daniel Hunter. Maybe better. I if I remember correctly, definitely did not say that. But I will say similar traits coming out of college. I think that uh, Josh Sweat is an important player for this team. Yep. I know that. Uh, you've made the case they need that fourth defensive end less this year than they did in years past because of the presence of Malik Jackson. But uh, let's see if Josh Sweat looks more like he belongs in the NFL. Let's see if he looks more like a man than a boy well said. than he did last year. Well said. See if he can get off one. the ball. See if he can turn the edge. That's a good one. There you go. Okay, my turn? Your turn. You get two. All right, good. Uh, number seven, Nate Sudfeld. Mm. I, I think we're, we're going to see a lot of Nate. And I understand there's intrigue in the third quarterback competition per se, uh, but I think the Eagles need to get their they need to get Nate Sudfeld ready. He's a chin strap away, as my friend Chip says. And <laughs> you like the subtle humor there? That was good. Uh, and he 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 was that way, obviously during the Super Bowl. He was that way when Carson was down last year. But going into the year with a quarterback who has been injured the past two years nate sudfeld's progress is important we've discussed it on this show that the eagles really didn't bring in true competition for him and i think it's a big nate sudfeld summer so i i want to see nate sudfeld be significantly better significantly better than cody kessler and clayton thorson if he's not, then backup quarterback is a major question mark going into the season. I think that's well said, and I think uh, I think you got to steal it for. I think Sudfeld probably should have gone second or third. No, you you got to take Dillard too. I mean, your first, your top two picks. Well, I think I think Sanders was a reach at one. Really? Because I don't think he's going to play that much. I thought Sanders and Dillard were no brainer top. Play that much. I, I thought that was if like, I could restack it, it would be Dillard Dillard Sudfeld really? too. Yeah, Seriously, I thought that was like Goff Wentz. Like I thought you knew those yeah, two but were Goff going stinks. one two. You did. You did what the the Rams did. Goff stinks. No, but going into the draft, you knew those were the top two picks. I thought it was a no brainer. Those were the top two. Am I wrong? Fans haven't seen them yet. We haven't seen them in games yet. Yeah, I just I, mean, don't, I just don't think he's going to play that much. Okay, all right. That's why. If you if I was if all these guys are going to play a half of football, yeah. then yeah, show me my. I just standards. think your your first preseason game, like I I I can tell you, having worked at a daily newspaper for a decade, that the stories in the daily newspaper during the next two days will sure. be the rookie's first time playing. And if you put on the news, yeah. it'll be the rookie's first. time I just playing. don't think yeah. he's going to play that much. That's all. Okay. Um, all right. Now okay. my pick again. I got to go with my guy. I gotta go with my guy. You're taking Sam Bradford here. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going? No, number twenty-two, Sidney uh, Jones. Okay, from the University of Washington. Uh, Sidney Jones has been having a good camp. I've been on the Sidney Jones train, and I am not getting off. I heard they've made a lot of stops for maintenance on that train. 
Hey, if it gets you to your destination, that's what matters, right? Jason Peters has a lot of stops from ratings too, and he's going to the Hall of Fame. That's true. So, yeah, but only only at the very end of the uh, of the journey. Well, true, true, true. Uh, no, I I'm I'm eager to see Sidney Jones. Uh, the Titans. I don't know what the, what the Titans rotation is going to be. What's your guess as but, to uh, who gets the outside, who gets the inside on Thursday? Good question. Or do you think it doesn't Sydney even Jones matter the because outside. they will then then flip it on? Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much the base they're going to be playing, but my guess is a lot of nickel, and I think Maddox is going to be the slot, and Sidney Jones is going to be on the outside. Here's what I think. As I think through this. I think that well, no, because then you got the third preseason game. So yeah, I guess that I guess that's what I was gonna. I was gonna say that maybe they would do Sydney in the slot for the first game because they're gonna play more in the second game, and so they'd rather see Jones on the outside in the second game. But okay, then there's the third game, so that doesn't really make. It. I was uh, yeah, so I was saying that that, that the Titans have some young receivers who I, I imagine they want to see out there. I like an AJ Brown. Yeah, so that's a guy who. My guess is they're going to they're gonna give him a lot of work unless Mike Vrabel treats A.J. Brown the way you're treating Miles Sanders, where no. you're basically fitting him for the gold jacket based on <laughs> two weeks of practice. <laughs> I'm only kidding with you. Uh, <laughs> I understand that. <laughs> okay. Uh, you have to clarify. I'm sorry. I felt bad when I said that. So, um, Yeah, so, so those are my picks there. Okay. How many rounds are we going? Your calls. Yeah, well, dude, it's got to be an even number. I'm in the passenger doing, seat so here. Let's do, we'll do six rounds. Okay. okay? Uh, all right, so with the uh, sixth overall pick in the 2019 preseason draft, I am going to go with I'm going to go with the guy who I have seen absolutely nothing from all camp long except for one fight, and that is Sharif Miller. Okay, uh, I don't expect anything out of a rookie fourth round defensive end. Are you li- as Josh Sweat showed us last year? He's a fifth rounder though. No, it's not. Miller? Fourth round. Fourth round. Okay. Thorson's the fifth. I thought they had two fifths. I'm pretty sure sure okay. if there's a fourth. Okay. Yeah. You're probably right. Go on. Uh, so I want to see if Sharif Miller, when the, uh, you know, when, when the bullets... Uh, I hate the bullets are live. I shouldn't be saying that. It's a terrible... Uh, I, I think people mean you. you I pe- think people know you don't well, mean it literally. I, yeah, I know that, but uh, I could I could use something else when yeah, the lights are on, on when, the, the, yeah. when the chips are down, when mm-hmm. the uh, go on. I don't know when the car is in drive. There you, you go. Know. You are correct. Fourth round. I'm sorry about that. Uh, so yeah, I want to see if Sharif Miller does anything because I think the Eagles are desperate for someone else to do something at defensive end and. They may have to uh, go into the marketplace. Okay. Next up. Yeah, so what happened was, um, I'm, I'm sorry, the Eagles had that last uh, pick in the, in, the, in the compensatory period, 138, the last pick of the fourth round. Yeah. Fourth round pick. Fourth Absolutely round pick. right. My fault. Okay, so with the seventh overall pick, my fourth selection in the 2019 preseason draft, I will take J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, Arcega-Whiteside. As I believe mm-hmm. uh, it's pronounced. Um, he has had a relatively quiet summer after a good spring. And I'd like to see if he can make any of these contested catches. My concern about him all along was that I'm not so sure that the contested catch ability is something that translates from college to the NFL. So let's throw him up the ball and see if he can come down with it. There you go. I like it. Like, I'm so embarrassed, by the way, about the Shreve Miller thing. It's the only thing on my mind. I'm like, how did I screw That's all right. How did I screw that I up? had a more embarrassing thing happen to me today that we don't have to talk about. 
Uh, moving on. Um, my pick. That here, was of of not my doing. It was just a very yeah, public I'm, snub. I, I I don't. I think you're reading too much into it. But uh, I'm going Jordan Mailata. Yes, uh, I think I think uh, you know uh, the average Eagles fan. I think might have Mailata higher on this list than we do. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, uh, because there's a lot of intrigue about him. It was really a big story last summer, and I think that that shock value has has worn off, and consistency is going to be the key. I think he'll be on the right side. My guess is he gets a decent amount of work. I can't imagine. I'm I'm, I'm assuming Lane Johnson is on the Miles Sanders treatment where they're not running him into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, I think Lane, yeah, I think I think Lane. I think the first team offensive line needs to play as much as Carson Wentz does. Okay, although really that just means Peters, Kelsey, Lane. Sure, you're playing Isaac. Siemala can play a little bit more. I agree. Uh, so yeah, I, I want to see Jordan Mailata for those reasons. I, I he's he's still an experiment, but you want to see that development. And then I'm going to go with Nate Gary. Interesting. Okay. I'm going with Nate Gary because even if Camus comes back September, even if Nigel Bradham is in there week one, uh, I, I still think Nate needs to be an important player on this team, and I think he's he's going to get a lot of time. And this is this is a big year for him, third year playing linebacker. Uh, his personal goal is to factor in more on defense, so I want to see more Nate Gary. Okay. I have three guys left who I am interested to see, and only two picks left. Who do I leave off? With my fifth-round selection in the 2019 preen-season draft, I will take... I will take a different linebacker. I will take T.J. Edwards, the drafted rookie out of Wisconsin. Um... The, t- the kind of linebacker I don't think you can fairly judge uh, in a practice format. So let's see how he does when the chips are down, mm-hmm. when the lights are on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like T.J. Edwards. I think it's not impossible for him to uh, to find his way onto the roster and I agree force with you off there. a guy like L.J. Ford or even Zach Brown if he uh, really, really flashes. I agree. So that's what I'm going with. And then the other one, uh, maybe not for everybody, but uh, just for me. I got to take my boy Suo Opeta. Well done. I want to see how he does uh, knocking heads back at the line of scrimmage, and uh, he needs some work as a pass protector. So let's see if he can if he can uh, figure that out. Okay, I like those. My last pick. Your last pick, Mister Mister Irrelevant. Yes. In the preseason draft, and it's not going to be. That's so why I have two guys here. Uh, it's not going to be Clayton Thorson because I already went quarterback. But I should say Clayton Thorson, their fifth round pick. The only fifth round pick they made because Sharif Miller was their fourth round pick. <laughs> I want to make that abundantly clear. Sharif Miller was their fourth round pick. Um, the guy I want to see, this is a little bit of a sleeper. I'm getting him in here. Okay. Carlton Agadosi. Oh, you're going with Agadosi. CA. Yes, because he's been good. He's been objectively good this summer. He has something. He's been fine. He's been objectively fine. Okay, I mean... I mean, good is like, I don't know, has he been good? I think he's been good. He's been solid. I think there's been a few days where I look at my notebook at the end, and Carlton made plays. 
and I made the, the I made the MoMA joke. We've all made the you know Mr. August jokes, but at some point, if you make plays, it's going to be noticed. And they, I've used this joke a thousand times, but it's the absolute truth. You can't teach size, as I well know. Mm-hmm. And he is he's big, and. For some reason, you know, look, he's he's not like an undrafted guy right now. I mean, this is his third. He he was with the Cardinals in 2017. Uh, so he's been around, wasn't very productive at Rutgers. So at some point, it's it's like, what am I seeing that hasn't that you know that hasn't worked in the past? But I I want to see him in a game. If he goes up and he wins those jump balls and he starts making plays. It's gonna be well, interesting. That's, my, that's one of my things with Agadosi. I don't see him making like big man type plays. I've just seen him making fine plays. I haven't seen him you don't like see go him, up and get the ball. You don't see him high pointing the ball on the sideline. I have not seen that that much. Okay, I have. Okay, I I I, I have. And Maybe you've been watching practice better than I have. No, I don't think it's that. I just think uh, no. If you go back and you read the practice observations, I will I predict it. that uh, DeAndre Tompkins has a better game than Carlton Agadosi. I think he's been coming on a little bit of late. What qualifies as a better game? Uh, makes one play that looks like he's a, an NFL caliber receiver. And Carlton's not doing that. I don't. Know. I could be wrong. I like Carlton okay. Agadosi. All right. I'm the buying. other guy that I wanted to go. The, the other guy that I was thinking of drafting was Hassan Ridgeway. I like that. Let's see if he's worth that seventh round pick. There you go. And they, they use their seventh round pick on him. They use their fourth round pick on Sharif Miller. Okay. <laughs> Just right. want to make that clear. We're going to have to get you a Sharif Miller jersey. <laughs> All right. I'm going to give you some bird lines. Are you ready? Yes. Carson Wentz snaps versus Will Ty receiving yards. I'm going more Will Ty receiving yards. Do you think you, think, you don't think that Carson Wentz plays at all? Good question. You know, I I don't like to be speculative. Well, but that's, that is exactly you're, the game you're, we're you're playing right now. Here. If I had to guess, I'm saying no. I'm saying they're holding Carson out for this one, and I I think Carson plays this preseason. I don't think it's like some other teams where they're just holding their guy out until the regular season. I don't think it's going to come week one. Okay, I think I agree with you. Could be a push at zero, although Will Ty's actually had a pretty good camp. Miles Sanders rushing yards. Versus Donnell Pumphrey rushing yards. Uh, so rushing yards. Now, I, I'm going Donnell Pumphrey because I, I do think there's going to be a lot of Donnell in the fourth quarter. But Miles Sanders. Pump's big chance. This is the. Yeah. The thing is, Miles Sanders could break he's, off a run. He's not in the tump anymore. He's, if, if Miles Sanders breaks off like a 60 yard run. That's it. Like, first off, that Nick Foles statue is being shipped to Jacksonville. They're putting a Miles Sanders statue outside. And then you're just putting the bubble wrap on him. Yeah. Like, all right, we've seen enough. A 60-yarder, yeah. Yeah. As I tweeted the other day, the Eagles had the, uh, I believe, the third fewest runs of 20 yards or more last year. Great stat. That that, that running back depth chart was bad last year. They can use some explosion. Yes. And he is their most explosive running back. Well, I got one for your boy here. Carlton Agadosi catches... Versus T.J. Edwards' solo tackles. It's a little bit... It's not the best one. Solo tackles. Solo tackles. So not combined tackles. No. And so the statistician... uh, There was a great Sports Illustrated article a few years ago 
uh, I, I was told on Twitter to to embrace the, the tangent, so I'm trying to I'm tr- trying to lean into them today. You know, it, would be, a, it would be funny if this had nothing to do with tackles. No, no, if, no, like, no about tackles. Yeah, if you were going yeah, to no, tell this, this no, Sid Finch story, so. the no, no, no. There's a, there was a Sports Illustrated story on tackles, and it was about like the subjectivity of it and right. how first there was this great anecdote in there how like Buffalo statistician is very liberal with how he gives out tackles mm-hmm. or very lenient with whichever yeah. word you want to use there. And it like directly affected Kiko Alonso. Like Kiko right. Alonso was credited with right. like an enormous amount of tackles that right. if he played for a different team, maybe not he gets like him. a pro bowl nod and, or just, I, I, I remember when the Eagles traded for Kiko right. and, and one of the arguments was, was like, well, they're getting this tackling machine. Right. And, uh, and so I read that 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 story, and it made me realize how how subjective tackles are. Because yes. it, I mean, it's not like yards, where like you know a yard here is equivalent to a yard there. Right. Well, even, well and even that is not is a little imprecise, but no. But if if you make a thirty yard catch, sure, you know the statistician can't be like that was a twenty six yarder, right? But they can absolutely but, but say. But the other thing is, like you look at, on the Eagles like media guide, their tackle numbers are different than like the NFL's. Exactly, because the coaches go right. back in, and the Eagles have their their right. their own metric for for tackles. Uh, so that's a roundabout way of saying tackles are hard to judge. So we're going with on the stat sheet after the game. Yes, the post game stat sheet. I'm going with more TJ Edwards tackles. Me too. Okay, Clayton Thorson turnovers or David Fluellen touchdowns. I like the David Fluellen reference because as, as we've established on this podcast before. A great training camp trade. Yes, him for Cody Parkey. And interestingly, who would have thought David Flewellen? I cannot believe he's is still in lasting league. longer than and Cody Parkey's he's not still in the league. league. I also had a lot of good Flewellen pun ideas before he got traded. I you bet know, you did. Flewellen yes. DeGeneres and all these, you know. I bet you did. Headlines. Yeah. Uh, so I am going with David Flewellen yards. I guess no touchdowns. Or, touchdowns, oh, oh, touchdowns versus Clayton Thorson oh. turnovers. I mean, I guess I'd have to go Thorson turnovers there. Okay, but you could take a push if you want. Oh, yeah, you got to put your, but you, gotta, you have to put your money down. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm making a push there. You think it's going to be zero zero? I'm probably not. I'm probably not betting on that one though. Like when you go to the sports book, you don't have, you have to bet to. on everyone there. You do. This is <laughs> this is not the sports book. This okay. is the okay. sports bow. Sports bow. I like that. All right, last one. Uh, points scored by the Eagles or JJ Arthega Whiteside's longest reception. That is a great question. You're really good at these. So, I can, am going if with... If there are other compliments you'd like to lob. Yeah. Uh, I am going with a... I'm going with Eagles points scored. How about that? Okay. Yeah, Eagles points scored. How many points do you think they're going to score? 20 I don't know what, what the over under is. What what's think, the over under in this what game? What do you think the line on this game is? That's what I was I was wondering. I haven't looked at that. Uh yeah, you pull it up. Yeah. Now you got to be crafty with it because the sites are actually blocked in this building. Mm. Um so I, I might have to look at it on my phone. So yeah, you can't open you can't open um gambling oh, right. sites oh, here right. in the Novacare complex. So I I would need to look that up. Okay, I can go into my sports betting app and find out. Let's find out what you got. What do yes. you got? The Action Network. That's what she'll uh, she likes to plug him. Does he? Yeah. Okay. I think he's getting paid under the table by them somehow. <laughs> I'm staying. I'm staying out of that one. 
uh, this is taking a bit to load, so you can you can fill the time. I, I, I feel so much I feel so much pressure. As I'd I like, like the show. listeners to just sort of feel <laughs> to, your to live this with agita. us. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm really like uh, frantically trying to. All right, here we go. Now this is these are my in-game ones. It's fun to watch and, this uh, work. Uh, let's let's scroll over to football, and let's go down here. Thursday. Where is this one? This is good stuff. Yeah, this is the football. That that line did not come up here. I see. Let's see. I see Colts, Bills, Jets, Giants, Falcons, Dolphins, Jags, Ravens, Patriots, Lions. Maybe there's no line because uh, Carson Wentz has not been declared as a player or not. Maybe. Um, I doubt it's that, but hmm. I'm sure. Our, our listeners know what the line is, and we're burning two minutes of their time here. I'm, I'm really sorry about that. But, no, I'm, I'm looking up at a, on a different site here for the line. By the way, uh, continue to rate, review, subscribe, and leave comments on whatever app you use to listen to the show. And keep in mind that uh, in, I believe, a couple weeks, we will begin having one or two episodes per week behind the athletic paywall. Yes. Yeah, so let's see. Still nothing is coming up here. Also, um, Shiel wants me to uh, mention that we would still like to do some kind of live podcast before the season starts. And if you have a, a venue that you would like to suggest for us, please let us know. So this site I'm looking at here has the Eagles minus three and a half in this game. That was worth it, I feel like. <laughs> but I, I, I don't see an over-under What's, what's their, oh, you don't see their line, their points line? I, I, I don't see the over-under on this. Okay. Yeah. Sorry about that. For, for now on, because I really appreciate uh, sports gambling, for now on, I am going to go into these podcasts with the lines in front of me. Although, I'll say this, during the regular season week, I'll... That's much easier. I will know that. I, I, I won't need to look it up. But... Yeah, no, I can't. Uh, do you remember lines from past years? <laughs> I, I don't remember lines from past years. No, I do not. You're not as you're not as uh, sick as I thought you were. No, I, I don't remember the, the lines from the past years. But I I feel strongly that uh, if if you if you mentioned like we did that name that loon, mm-hmm. um, if you said to me like Eagles Titans, whatever year. Uh, I, I could bring up something about the game off the, off the top of my head. or How about because 2012 was your first year? 2012 was my first year. Or you can do Giants games from 2010, 2011. When was the last time they played the Bills? The last Four time they played ago. the Bills was in Philly. It was Eagles-Bills. Obviously Eagles-Bills, but it was, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was LaShawn McCoy coming back for the first time. Okay. And I think I was gone for this. Yeah, and Ed Reynolds had a had a game winning or game clinching interception right in front of the Eagles sideline. Really? Yes. Oh. Yeah, they beat the Bills, and Chip Kelly had um, uh, he, he had a feisty post game press conference. Was it? Were they already a bad team by that point? No, this was when they were trying to kind of turn things uh, around. Yeah, turn things around, and this helped them get back into the mix. And then they had just an. Awful, awful loss to Washington that you, that kind of eliminated them. Which is surprising because they had such a good coach. 
Well, he won 20 games in his first two years. Well, and then, his third year. Yeah. When he ran he out was of six ideas and, nine and lost they, the locker room. He was six because there's, there's, there's never how been. Do you, how do you account for his year in San Francisco? <laughs> how do I account for it? Yeah, if he's a good coach. I mean, Blaine Gabbert was his quarterback okay, for a long time. 20 wins in two years and then what, like seven wins in two that years? Was a, but that, that 49ers team, that 49ers team was awful. No like, thanks to him. Well, literally, no thanks to him. Like he, he was not involved in picking that team. Well, that was Trent Baalke. Yeah, he certainly didn't make the most out of him. No, he he did not maximize. But 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 that that was a bad roster. What about UCLA's season last year? They beat USC. Joshua Kelly's gonna have a big year this year. Yeah, you think so? <laughs> yes. Uh, but no, I'm. I don't want to be known as like the Chip Kelly guy, and I feel like you're. <laughs> Pinning me on on that, I just I am painting you that. Way. I believe in nuance, and I think things are a lot more nuanced than it's portrayed in Philadelphia. I'll put it that way. Things are not so black and white. Like okay. m- most, you know, multiple things can be true. Yes, we yeah, you can lot. be you can be a good coach and still make bad personnel decisions and still just have a, a bad year. You can also be a bad coach and have been a good coach once upon a time. So what you're saying is that those first two I'm years— I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that is true. I don't know if our listeners want to relitigate— I know. To this is the team that won the Super Bowl two years to, ago. To, still yeah, to litigate yeah, Chip, Chip Kelly. Kelly. Arguments. Um, like Chip's moved on. The Eagles have moved on. So, But uh, I will stand firm that 20 wins in two years deserves praise. And at, at one point, he was... I don't know about praise, but you can say it deserves mention. Credit. It deserves credit. Okay. If you're going to fault him for the losses, you got to credit him for the wins. I mean, I don't have to do anything. Okay, fair enough. Okay. What else you got? You ask me. You're the host, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Joe Ostman. Oh, okay. You should yes. get him to be the host, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, some time on his hands. Yeah. yeah. Well said. Uh, no, I, I've uh, I've enjoyed these these weeks of podcasts. I'm looking forward to our this first. This is good because it's like, I mean, this is your training camp too. You're, you're, we're, we're getting you in Big regular time. season shape. Actually, yeah, I, I've been putting a lot of thought recently into, well, not just recently, like during the summer, but especially in these first few weeks in the job of how the, the regular season is going to be structured. And uh, I'm, I'm really excited for. And there's not a lot have. of time to really figure it out. Like it's not like there's like a break between the preseason no. and the regular season. You just go right into it. That is true. But the thing is, is like you I don't think you can like pick your head up in week four and be like, Oh, now I figured out how to how to oh, how to course, do this yeah. right. You know, so you gotta you gotta start strong. Yeah, Otherwise you're true. playing catch up. Yeah. Any better, questions you have for than, me? Better than playing mustard. There you go. Well good that's a dad joke right there. Yeah. I think yeah. so. Let me get a, a sip of water here. I appreciate all I like all the being uh, uncomfortable in the silence. <laughs> I appreciate all the all the listeners, all the nice things we've heard about the podcast and uh, the tangents people really enjoy. Uh, I've I've heard that people want me to be a little tougher on you. They say I compliment you too much. No. They, they miss that about Shield. Yeah, um, well, that, I think we're going to do a Shield podcast tomorrow. So he'll, he'll, I'm sure he's going to come ready with uh, with a couple shots to fire my in my direction. You know what's interesting is that. I've known Shield for seven years, for for going on eight years now. I, I met him in 2012 when I got on on this beat, and I never knew him to be the curmudgeon that that he's plays on the on the on the podcast. Sometimes he's very good at at, uh, and I think he would tell you this at uh, feigning nicety. 
Okay, because... But really, he's a stone-cold killer underneath it all. All my interactions with him, had, and I've had a lot just of interactions with him. Ask him about Bill Polian? Okay. Yeah, I said, just ask Bill Polian. Just ask Bill yeah. Polian. All right. I mean, the guy, the guy once, Bill Polian made fun of Shields' uh, pick of... Uh, I, I watched it. Uh, yeah. yeah, who was it again? Was I, it Jermaine Effetti? Or? Jermaine Effetti, and then they drafted him. Second overall pick, they drafted him, and now and then and then Bill Polian's uh, league crumbles. <laughs> Shield was responsible for all of that. I don't know. Shield was responsible for that, well, but I, I yeah, I always watch. I always watch that 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 mock draft. So I remember when Shield made the pick. Uh, have you gotten any good responses, uh, or have you heard from any of the members of the Fab Five after you? Uh, no, I don't know. If, I, I know Birds with Friends has a very loyal audience. <laughs> I don't know if uh, Jalen and Juwan and Chris and Ray and Jimmy are part of that group, but I, uh, I, I, I do like some of the nice Fab Five messages that that came on Twitter. There was one guy. Uh, I, I should give the shout out. I apologize. I, sh- I should know the name offhand. Uh, who said that my Fab Five take made up for my Sam Bradford? Take. Oh, I like that. So it's so good to know there's some you're Fab back Five even. Fans. The ledger is, uh, is square. Yeah, but I I, I want to make clear that I'm not dying on like the Sam Bradford hill. I'm not dying on the Chip Kelly hill. Like these aren't my my most my most the strongest takes. What that about I have. Sidney Jones? I'm not dying on the Sidney Jones hill, hill yet. Although I. I think Sidney Jones has the you're chance willing, to be the best. You're willing to be wounded there? I think he has the chance to be the best cornerback on the Eagles, yes. Has a chance to be. Yeah, I mean, that's... Well, I mean, do you want me to say authoritatively will be the best? I yeah. want you to do that, yeah. yeah but no, I'm, I'm not ready to do that yeah. yet. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, uh, so we will have another podcast tomorrow, and then a, our first post-game pod of the year after the uh, preseason opener on Thursday. Enjoy Shio and Coach Flynn tomorrow. Uh, you weren't supposed to give away, oh, Coach Flynn, but now, I didn't the, realize now that. the pressure's on. I'm sorry about that. Us to bring out the fast vertical stems, so that's good. It's well, you know good, what? If, plug. if you made it this far while we were looking up lines, yeah. while we were trying you to figure out... deserve a little bit of a care. Then, then yeah. you deserve that tease. So I, I believe the listeners deserve that. That's one. right. Okay, well, uh, in that case, for Zach and Sheil and Coach Flynn, I'm Bo Wolf, and as always, we love you.